Hey there, this is Pastor John Ware, lead pastor of Lifehouse Newport News, a church that exists to help all people experience life change through Christ. Thank you for joining us today on our podcast. We hope it inspires you and gives you perspective to see how God is moving in your life. Now let's get to today's episode. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Lifehouse family. I hope that you're doing well. Am I in a good spot here? Yep, okay, good. Just wanted to make sure. Um, We just want to say welcome. If you are joining us and this is your first encounter with us, we just want to to say welcome. My name is John Ware, lead pastor here of Lifehouse Newport News, and we just want to say thank you so much for joining in with us. Lifehouse family, we want to say welcome to you where wherever you are, home, phone, wherever you are, we just want to say welcome. We are honored that you are joining us online. And look, we are giving our most of our volunteers a break today, <laughs> um, but we have got our incredible production team, which I just want to take a second and just thank them. I just want to give it up for them. Good job, production team, for getting all of this stuff set up. Um, This was no easy task, and I just want to say thank you to them for getting us hooked up and plugged in on Facebook Live. And uh, so it's going to be a great, great day. Hopefully you enjoyed worship. Uh, a couple quick things. Uh, first off, next Sunday, we, we, we will be back at the theaters and uh, at 9 and 10.30, the Kiln, the Kiln Creek Regal Theaters. Um, and next Sunday is Vision Sunday. And look, if you are a part of LifeHouse or you have not been to our church yet and you want to really find out who we are and what God's done over the past year and what God's calling us to in 2020, 19. This is the Sunday to get there because we're going to be sharing all that God did in 2018 and looking forward to what God is going to do and calling us to in 2019. So look, if you call Lifehouse home, man, please, please, please be there. We are excited to share and show what God has done in our church and what God is going to do. Um, what was this, the second thing? That was the second thing. I don't remember what the second thing was. Let me, let me look at my notes, notes here. Um, the second thing was... We hope no. We hope that your family had a great, great Christmas season. Um, I know I told kids, or I told my kids, like no more toys until 2022. It's like they, they've got so many toys and so much stuff. I'm like, look, any people that anyone wants to wants to give you birthdays or something like that, they need to give to the college fund because uh, this this whole toy toy thing has got out of control. But man, we sincerely hope that you guys had a great, great Christmas and going into a new year. Which today, that's what I just want to talk to you about briefly, is going into a brand new year. You've gotten almost through 2018 and you're going into a brand new year. I think for me personally, and for probably most of you out there, the question is like, what, what is God's will for 2019? Like, what, is, what does God want me to do? Who does God want me to date? Who does God want me to eventually marry? Like, where does he want me to live? It's like a bunch of questions about God's will, about the where's, the how's, the why, the when's, um, which aren't bad. But the, the biggest question, honestly, one of the biggest questions that, that I get as a pastor is how do I know what God's will is? Like, how in the world do I take everything that's happened in, in my life, the current situation that I'm in, and how do I figure out what God wants me 
to do. And in the Christian world, like there is this, and I mean, people sell books on it. People make a bunch of different, you know, a bunch of cash on, on talking about how to find God's will. Because I think instinctively, we want to know where, where God is calling us to and what God is calling us to. And we don't want to miss God's will. And I think sometimes we can think God is sort of this like cosmic matador that is kind of like, okay, here's, here is my will. Get it, get it. Come on, get, ah, you, you missed it. And we can get so fearful of not being in God's will. We can think, well, is this what God wants? You know, and we can, and I mean, there can just be so much confusion over how do we know if we are in the will of God? And so today I want to share with, I want to share with you briefly about how to discern and really know what the heck God's will is. All right, so first off, this thought. God is more concerned about the person you are becoming more than what you are doing or what you are achieving, right? So, you know, we can, we always think that God's will is about what we do when the first thing that God's will is, is a who. It's who before the do, okay? It's who before the do. God's will for you, first off, is about who you are personally, not the person you're going to eventually marry, not the job you're supposed to have, not the city you're supposed to be in. God's will ultimately for your life is about the kind of person that you are to become as a follower of Christ. Matthew chapter five, verses three through eight. We're gonna put them on the screen here behind me. I'm just going to, to go through. This is a pretty famous sermon here that Jesus had called the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus says, blessed are those who are CEOs. Oh, no, uh, no hold up. It says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for what? Righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. What, do you, what you see here, Jesus is, is saying, blessed are those who focus on becoming the right kind of person. Blessed are those that realize Jesus came not to just tell you what God's will is in regards to relationships. His ultimate will was for you to become a certain kind of person. Of course, as a follower of, of Jesus, the ultimate goal, the reason we follow Christ, the reason that we follow God is, not, is, is to be like him. It's not to just follow him so we can figure out who, where we're supposed to live, marry, date, what job we're supposed to have. The first part of God's will that we have got to see, it is about the kind of person that you are becoming. It's got to be the who before the do. Because, man, I know this, right? We can, we can, like, I've had so many people Come up to me, what, you know, what is, what, 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 where, where, when, 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 how, how, how? But seldomly do they ever say, who, who is, who, who is God calling me to be? And the ultimate goal, the reason why Jesus came is to change who you are. And here's the thing. Some of us use, like, almost follow God just so we can use God so we can know what God's will is. 
And we can think sometimes that God has failed us because we can think, well, God hasn't told me where I'm supposed to go, this, that, and the other thing. And we're kind of confused. Why? Because we miss the fact that the first thing, the, the main thing that Jesus wants to do is to change you into his likeness. And that is a who journey. So the first part of knowing God's will is first off, you've got to realize that it is about who you are becoming. Jesus wants to change you. Secondly, though, we, we can get really confused, right? We could be like, where should I go, marry this, that, and the other thing, right? 1 Corinthians 10, verse 31, it tells us this. I love what Paul says here. He says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, whatever you do, that word in Greek, whatever, actually means whatever. Whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. I think Paul here was basically telling us, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, whatever you do. So he's not saying if you are a plumber, if you are a CEO, if you are this. He said, no, whatever you do, do it for God's glory. Secondly, God's will is a why. You've got to, to see deeply that God, I think God is more concerned about why you are doing something than even what you're doing. You can feel out of place. You can feel I'm not in my calling. I'm not in, in my sweet spot job-wise. And, 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 and we can almost treat that season as if we're not in God's will because we don't feel like we're in the spot that God wants for us. But God might have you there to, to, to get your who right and to get your why right. I, rem, I, I rem, remember I came home, I was 25, 26 years old. I came back home to this area, started working construction. And if any of you know me, that's hilarious because I'm about the dumbest human being when it comes to building anything. And, um, you know, Tom, if, if you are watching, thank you for giving me a a job. Um, but uh, like I was absolutely clueless and I worked construction for two and a half years. Then I did lawn care for two and a half years. And I can honestly say those were some of the most trying times of, of my life. Why? Because I knew what God had called me to, but I, but I was in this season of, I knew what God had called me to, but at the same time, I was in a, trans, a transition season of not being able to actually do what God had called me to yet. But, but looking back now, I can see that God was testing me to see if I was going to be faithful in, in that season. Why? Because God will sometimes give us seasons that we don't, that we don't necessarily like to prepare us for the seasons he has planned for us, right? So, so we have got to kind of uh, figure out, okay, the season that you're in, you, you might not know why, but there is a certain why behind it, okay? And, and you've got to know, ultimately, God is testing your heart of why you're doing what you're doing. God's will is a who, but God's will is also a why. Whatever you do, do it for whose glory? For God's glory. If you are a plumber, plumb for God's glory, if you are a construction worker, build for God's glory. If, if you are a teacher, teach for God's glory. If you are a salesman, sell for God's glory. Whatever you do, you've got to make sure you've got the why down. The why isn't to raise you up. The why is to ultimately raise Jesus up. God's will is a who. God's will is a why. Whatever you do, I love here how Paul just says, look, whatever 
Do it for God's glory. Now, I was in youth ministry for 10 years, and I was preaching on, on this a uh, couple years back. And after service, youth service, this kid came up to me, and he was like, hey, um, my, my friends and I, we smoke weed. And, you know, basically, hearing what you're saying, you know, we should smoke weed for God's glory. And I was just like, yeah, that's, do you got some time to talk? Like, let's, let's go talk about, I don't, I, I think we need to get some things in order first. Now, obviously, we're not saying whatever you do, meaning like go and sin for God's glory, right? That just doesn't make sense. Don't go and kill people. I'm just killing them for God's glory. No, no, that's not what it's saying here. It is saying whatever season you find yourself in right, right now, God can get glory through it. I think some of us, we get pigeon-held and in, in, in thinking that, that every season that God has us in will always make us happy, right? Because we think God is more about our happiness more than he is our holiness, right? Check this out. First Thessalonians 4, verse number three. So just, just check this out. It says God's will. So this is actually what the, God's will for you is to be holy. So if you're ever wondering, like, what, what is God's will? This says explicitly, Paul here, he's speaking to a, to a church he planted in the city of Thessalonica. He said, look, God's will for you is to be holy. Holy simply means this, to become more like Christ. It doesn't say God's will for you is to be happy. Right, because we think that God is like this genie where that his main goal, his main purpose is just to, to make us happy. But have we ever asked, like, I see so many people in culture saying, well, this is what makes me happy. Does, has anyone ever asked what makes God happy? Has anyone, is, is anybody saying, could possibly think that what makes you happy doesn't make God happy? The purpose is, is God's will for you is to be holy. He wants you to become more like him. And if you know anything about Jesus' life, Jesus did not go through everything squeaky clean. He was eventually murdered. Scripture says that Christ was perfected through what he suffered. So I, I think we've got to ultimately see God's, God's will is for you to become like him. And ultimately, because of that, there will be seasons that we will walk through and go through that we will be like, God, what are you doing? Why is this happening? But what is ultimately happening is God is shaping you and molding you, not just to make you happy, but to shape you so you can ultimately be like the whole purpose of Christianity. Y'all, the whole purpose of Christianity is nothing other than you becoming like Jesus and then sharing and showing the world who Jesus is. That's the whole purpose. And when, whenever we don't see that, then that's when typically we get frustrated at what seasons we're in. Because we think God should make us happy. Well, you know, I'm in this job that I don't like. I'm in this season that I don't like. Okay. But you've got to go back to the original purpose for you. And that is so, is a who. God's will is, is a why. But also God's will for you is, is to be Holy. Right? I think in Christianity, man, we, we've just confused, like we have a generation of just confused, and trust me, I was there, of, of just like, what is God's will? What is, what is God's, God's will? 
And I think we've got to get back to keeping it simple. Keeping it simple, right? You've probably heard KISS. Keep it simple, stupid, right? Like, just keep it simple. Well, I think we should keep it simple, saints, right? KISS, keep it simple, saints. Of the, the purpose for your life, the reason that you exist is found in Matthew 22, verses 37 through 40. This is what Jesus said. He said, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. If we really keep it simple, your existence is boiled down as a Christ follower is boiled down to two things. Love God. Love God and love people. Know God and make him known. Love God and love people. Know God and make him known. If you're ever wondering what is God's will, like if you're ever confused uh, and not sure about what you should do, focus on, on what you're called to do, right? Whenever, because we can get so confused, but let's, okay, let's say you're confused about what you should do, but but scripture's clear on the kind of person you're called to be. There are things that scripture is clear on that we don't obey. And really, what I've always said is, why would God reveal things? Why would God reveal more things to us when we don't even obey what we do know? Right? And I think the point was this. Hold up, let me... The actual point was when... Get that point up about, yes, follow what is clear. Thank you, team. Follow what is clear instead of worrying about what isn't. Like right now, I know some of you watching right now, you have some things in your life that you are just so confused about. Relationships, money, people at work, your job. Like you are just confused saying, what is God's will? And I know that that weighs on you. I get it. I do, but at the same time, in the midst of your confusion, don't let that keep you from what isn't confusing. And that is the purpose of being a Christ follower. And that is to love God and love people. Follow what is clear instead of worrying about what isn't. There are, there are things in scripture that God clearly calls us to that I just think many times we pass over because we, we, we put the what, the whens, the wheres, and the hows above the who, and the original purpose that, that, that Jesus came was to change who we are and to change the kind of person that, that you are becoming. So look, in 2019, whenever you're thinking about what God's will is, where am I, what, what am I called to do? Where am I called to go? What, what does God want me to uh, accomplish? And, and trust me all, like I am, I am an achiever. I got goals on that whole Enneagram Thing, test. I don't know if y'all have taken that. It's, it's kind of a personality test. I am an achiever. I love making lists. I love checking boxes off, even if what I did meant nothing. It's just the fact that I checked the box off. Like, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what it is in my brain. I'm just like excited about life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, say I'm an achiever, man. But at the same time, what, what, what we achieve is secondary to who God has called us to be. And, and, and the who, the kind of person. And really Christianity in general is based on this whole concept of who before do. 
All right, let me explain it to you. There is nothing you could do to make God love you more or make God love you less. I said it. All right, so, so many of us base God's love for us based on how we act and what we do. But that right there is upside down Christianity. The basis of the Christian faith is there is nothing you could do to make God love you more or make God love you less. Why? Because Jesus came and lived the life you should have lived, died the death that you should have died on the cross and for your sins. And Jesus, he didn't stay dead though. He rose from death and conquered Satan's sin and the grave. Right, So Jesus lived the life you could not live and died the death that you should have died in your place and for your sins. And because Jesus earned, earned, earned life for us, because Jesus did, did what we couldn't do, died the death that we should have, have died, the gospel is simply us putting our faith and trust in what Jesus did for us. And now we simply receive the, the life, the new life, the true life, the forgiveness of sins that Jesus gives us because Jesus earned it. So now as people, we don't try to earn our way to God. We don't say, well, I've done good things. Therefore, I deserve God's, God's goodness. Well, you can do good things with a, a bad heart. You know, the, the bottom line is this, Christianity is all about you receiving and not about what you do. And I know for us in this country, that can be hard because we are America. We pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. Like we, we, earn what, we earn what we have. But Christianity is completely upside down. In Christianity, you don't earn your identity. You live from the identity that God gives you. You don't live for God's approval. You live from the approval of God. And that approval comes because of what Jesus did. And what we do is we put our faith and trust in Jesus' finished work on, on the cross, and Jesus' good work is imparted to us. And so now, whenever God the Father looks at us, he doesn't see our bad works or good works. He sees Jesus' good works. So now in the sight of God, we are looked at as clean because of the life that Jesus lived. It's, it, it is about being instead of doing. It is about who instead of the do. So going into 2019, you can strive, achieve, set them goals, crush them goals, do what you gotta do, right? But don't forget your first call is to somebody, not something. Your first call as a follower of Christ is to somebody and not something, whether that something is a, is a vocation, whether that something is you know, a relationship or something is a job, something, whatever. Your first call as a father of Christ, God's will for you is a who, a why, and to be holy. And, and look, going into 2019, you're going to have a lot of things that are going to confuse you. There's some things that, you're, that you are not going to be clear on. But don't let what isn't clear keep you from what is clear, and that is you're called to love God and love people. Know God and make him know. Let's pray with me right now, would you? Father God, we just wanna pause right now and just say thank you for getting us through 2018. God, many of us was a struggle. Um, many people watching right, right now are dealing with pain and loss and suffering and in their physical bodies, in their families. Some have experienced incredible relational trauma. Some have experienced incredible financial hardships. Some have encountered um, 
the, the, the deepest and darkest thing that this world offers. And Father, I pray for them right now. I pray that by your Holy Spirit that today you would comfort them. The Father, in the midst of the craziness, in the midst of the confusion that they feel, I pray that what would be clear is their calling as a follower of Christ. And that is to know you and make you known. And that if that God, if that is their vision, if that is their goal as a follower of Christ, they are successful. That God, if this year they don't understand, they don't see clearly what exactly you're calling for them with their job, with their finances, family, whatever, they would see clearly your call for them to know you. They would see clearly your call for them to examine why they do what they do. They would see and they would see clearly your call for us to be holy, to be set apart that it's not about our happiness it's about the holiness that you want to form in us why so we can become more like you so father god i just pray right now for every single person watching that god you would comfort them they would feel your strength they would feel your power that god right now as we sing about your faithfulness that you would remind them of your faithfulness that you would remind them that, God, you got them through this crazy year. That although it was probably one of the worst years ever, that they will look back and say, God, thank you for what you brought me through. You, they, they thought that they were going through it by themselves, but you were with them. So God, I just pray, Spirit of God, that you would remind people, you would refresh people of your faithfulness and your goodness of this past year and remind them of your faithfulness moving into this year. And God, they would be consumed with God's will. Yes, God's will, that it is who you're shaping them to be, who you're forming them to be. And that God, they would take their worries, their stresses, their anxieties that they feel and make it secondary. And know that as a follower of Christ, they have two reasons. Know you and make you known. In Jesus' name, we're going to sing. We're just going to sing. Thank you again for joining us on the Lifehouse Newport News Podcast. If you're ever in the Hampton Roads area, we'd love for you to join us at one of our live worship experiences at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. at the Regal Kill Creek Movie Theaters. Until then, feel free to check us out at www.theaterchurchnn.com or on any social media platform. Thank you so much, and God bless.